Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The following content is not suitable for children. How do you know when you got that sexual cycle named and tamed, Lori? I think you're going to tell us. I was hoping you could tell us. (laughs) It's when we are de-escalated. Let's explain that. Welcome to Foreplay Radio, Couples and Sex Therapy. I'm Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Fallon, your couples therapist. And we are passionate about talking about sex and helping you develop a way to talk to each other. Our mission is to help our audience develop a healthier relationship to sex that integrates the mind, the heart, and the body. Don't forget to check out uberlube.com with the coupon foreplay. It really helps us to support the podcast and keep delivering free content. Thanks so much. We're trying to work it towards getting a couple to understand their protective moves and how their protective moves create a feedback loop. That's what we call the cycle. Trying to get couples to name the cycle as the problem instead of each other. The more we could externalize the problem to something outside of our partner, the more both people are working together. Right. We, we have some objectivity about it, about the dynamic, uh, the cycle, not just my partner is withholding from me or my partner is rejecting me. It's like, okay, there's a loop here. There's something that's happening. It's, it's between us. It's not just I'm married to a selfish person, which is what so many people feel. Yeah, they come in blaming the other person. Mm-hmm. If you weren't critical, we would be okay. Mm-hmm. Or you'd be saying to me, if if I just tried harder, if I engaged more, if I initiated more, we wouldn't have this problem. Yes, indeed. Right. So, but what we're both not seeing is how our protection pulls out the protection in the other person. Mm-hmm. And it creates this really predictable feedback loop that, you could name it, and both partners will say, oh, yeah, that kind of makes sense. And then they go right back to the old blaming the other person. So as therapists, we're trying to get what we call de-escalation, exactly what, Laurie, you're talking about, like taking the other person's move less personal. You don't like it. I don't like your criticism. You don't like me going away. But you start to understand there's reasons why we do that. And it's often not the way we make sense of it. When I go away, it's not that I don't care. I go away because that's what I do to feel safe. Mm-hmm. When you start to get that, you take my going away a little bit less personal. And when I push you right. or criticize you, I'm hoping for change between us so that we can feel closer and less upset with each other. Precisely. So you could explain that to a couple. Mm-hmm. And they are going to be not in their heads, which is a good sign. But how we really want to see them start to internalize that. And that de-escalation is what's needed. That's the first main step. Name your cycle. Really start uniting against it. The second step, the most important step, is to replace it with a positive cycle. But you can't get to step two without doing step one first. Mm-hmm. 
And step one, the end result is this sense of de-escalation. Right. So de-escalation means... I want to test for de-escalation. De-escalation okay. means we're taking it less personal. Mm-hmm. We're united against the cycle. It happens. We can't really stop it from happening because we don't have the new moves yet. But after it happens, like we did it again. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry we had a fight again and, and I left. I walked away. I know that does bad things to you. Or you're sorry you're critical of me because it does bad things to me. Mm-hmm. We're not sure how to do that differently. That's what we're working towards the new moves. Yeah. But I think most therapists where they get hung up is they explain the cycle in a couple nods, but the couple doesn't really still get it. And so a test that we have for de-escalation is I want to see one that both partners understand the function of their protection. Why are you critical? Why do I walk away? Do we get that? Cool. Number two. Do you get why your partner does what they do? That's the key line. Mm. Do I get the function of your anger? Do you get the function of my going away? And how am I going to test it? Oh, you do get that? Good. Share it with your partner. Can you tell your partner that their defenses make sense? If you can do that, if you can look at your partner's eyes and say, the thing I hate the most, I get why you're doing it in a different way now. That couple is de-escalated. That couple is ready for the new moves. Mm -hmm. So in the midst of the conflict, I look at my partner and say, you know, you're going away and I understand this. This is your way to keep safe, to keep things calm between us. I'm not crazy about it, but I know you're not just leaving me. There's something that, you know, you feel something really strongly about what we're talking about, and you, you got to take space. And I'm not angry at you when I'm saying that. I, I don't have an edge or a tone in my life, like in my voice. Yeah. You're doing it again. It's like I'm genuinely stretching to put myself in your boots, mm-hmm. say, I know this is why you do it. And it might be too hard to do in the midst of a fight, but... If you can do Even it afterwards. after the fight is good enough, right? Yeah, this is how they repair for you to afterwards say, you know what? I got so pissed when you walked away on me. I wanted to like throw something at you. But again, I calm down. I know that you're going away not because you don't care. It's hard to stop those tapes. It's really because mm-hmm. that's what you do to feel safe. Mm-hmm. And the same with me to be able to say, hey, Lori, when you're critical, it's like, I want to get away from that message. And it feels like you're just piling on. But I do get that, like, if you didn't say anything, it would be worse, that, that you're, you're trying to fight for the relationship by getting us to do something differently, because what we're doing is not working. It, it is your hope that things are going to change. And, you know, I get that. So as a couple could do that, it's clear that not only do they understand their cycle, but they actually are taking the other person's moves a little less personal. So let's play with this with the sexual cycle. Okay. So we'll start off with a, I will be the sexual pursuer, you'll be the sexual withdrawer, and then we'll switch roles and I'll play the sexual withdrawer and you'll play the sexual pursuer. Okay, good. All right. Good. Because we know they come in all shapes and sizes. That's right. Because we're shortchanging the women sexual pursuers out there. That's right. We don't want them shortchanged. Okay. They've been shortchanged enough. (laughs) A lot. So... I'm the sexual pursuer, and do I get my pursuit? 
you know, why I want you to read books, why I want to, you know, introduce new stuff. You know, I'm constantly kind of bringing in things because I really want to improve our sex life. So I can see for myself the function and my anger when it's not working wants to wake you up and say, like, how can you not see this? Like, can't you see the value in doing this work for yourself? Like, if you're just having sex for me, like, how is anything going to change? Like, read this book, please. <laughs> right? So I can see the hope in the, the intent in my criticism and my pushing. Mm-hmm. You know, but I also see the impact now, which I didn't, which is you're constantly getting these messages. You're something wrong with you. You're, you don't have desire. And it's, that's a nasty spot to be. Mm-hmm. Right, that so book I, is staying on the end table for a long time, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's collecting dust, but then we won't go to there. Right, but do do I, so I, I get the function of my anger, criticism. Do I get the function of your turning over and not having sex? You know, because that I take so personal, but I am starting to get that when you disengage, it's like you get away from the pressure. You get away from feeling so bad like you're disappointing me. Like it's a safe spot for you to just feel like, you know what, I'd rather read a book and and focus on something that's not sending me a negative signal. Mm -hmm. So that actually the space that you take feels better to you than staying engaged with the criticism. And it's not because you don't care, it's because, you know, that feels safer. True. I also think that if things are, if I'm already feeling criticized, like to be super intimate with you, it it just, it's this bridge too far, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's not just to stay away from the, the criticism. It's also like I'm staying away from the intensity of what it might feel to engage with you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like to Absolutely. be naked, to, to have intense bodily feelings and stuff, you know, that that sets my nervous system on edge. When yeah. I'm relaxed, I can do it. But when I'm already just a little on edge, that's like, whew, way, way, way too much for me. Well, it's a way of, it sounds like what you're saying, of just holding on to your own integrity, to just not want to kind of lose yourself, that when you don't engage, you, you hold on to you a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But that's, to me, the real test. What is it like that I tell you that I get you going away is not you not caring, Mm -hmm. that you're going away because that makes you feel safer. Mm -hmm. Feels good. Especially, I think, the part of you saying it's not me not caring. Mm. Yeah, that feels good. So that good feeling, where do you feel out in your body? Body in, body out. Uh, I think in my throat. Mm, good. Yeah. Like a good feeling. Almost maybe happy tears, you know, like breakthrough. Yeah. You don't have to guess. If your partner can tell you the move that you do to protect yourself makes sense, mm-hmm. it has a beautiful intent, that's not minimizing the impact to me. When you roll over, it does bad things to me. But I really need to get what you're trying to do when you're when you roll over. Mm -hmm. So how about for you? Do you get why I'm critical? I do. I I get that this is the way you feel the closest to me. Mm -hmm. And so your push toward that, I mean, 
I can see that there's something really positive in our relationship that you drive that because I know that you're going to feel better. And then when you feel better, I often do feel better. I mean, it, it does work in our favor for you to keep driving this thing. And when you get critical about it, I think it's kind of a, a warning signal, mm-hmm. you know, to both of us. It's like, okay, we're not connected. Danger, danger, danger. You know, and that critical push is, has really a, you know, a good intent to save us, to make us connected sexually, romantically, you know, to keep us going. So I'm not a monster? No, you're not. I mean, really, this part of you, I I do understand, is healthy for us. Mm -hmm. And even the criticism, I, I mean, I don't like it when it comes in the form of a criticism, but I do see how important it is behind this for us to expand, for us to be deeper with each other, to feel something tangible and concrete. And I, I like that. I, I can see that it's important. It's working. You want to have sex? <laughs> <laughs> but that feels good. It feels good to be seen, to be seen in my truth, which is I have a good intent here. And Exactly. When I feel like that has gotten, I'm much more open to seeing than the impact or the timing and all the things that are wrong about how it feeds our negative cycle. Mm-hmm. But when both partners can tell the other person, I get why you do what you do. Yes, I need it to change. We need new moves. These moves are not going to work because they perfectly reinforce each other. But when they could really give permission for the other person's survival, that couple has de-escalated. Mm-hmm. That couple has not only named their cycle, they're starting to tame that cycle. Yeah. And it's setting the stage to really kind of create that positive cycle, which is dealing with those fears and those hurts underneath in a very different way instead of just protecting yourself. So let's come back and let's switch roles. Okay. Okay, you know, I think that vibrators really help a woman because it takes her quite a while to reach orgasm. It can help in the beginning. It can help when she gets aroused. And we have a new sponsor, dameproducts.com. They have two vibrators that I would love for you to think about purchasing. Basically, there's one that is called Eva, and it's a couple's product. It's something that you use during sexual intercourse if you're a heterosexual couple, hands-free. You basically put it between the two of you and it creates this awesome buzz. So that can help her because we know most women don't reach orgasm with sexual intercourse alone. So please think about this. And another one called Air, which is kind of a suction cup. It sort of mimics oral sex. It has this thrill of like pulses of air and a soft seal around your clitoris. You can't go wrong. Please try these. Have some fun. Who don't want a thrill? Check it out, dameproducts.com, and use the code foreplay for 15% off. That's foreplay for your first order at dameproducts.com. George, when I look for a doctor, I'm a big believer in specialists. And that's why, you know, I think couple specialists in therapy are so important. When I go to any kind of doctor, I use this app. It's called ZocDoc, it's free. And it basically is a way to find the exact quality doctor that you're looking for. They have patient reviews. They will tell you if they take your insurance and also if you're available and how close you are to them. So you can find a specialist, anything under the sun, whether it's an orthodontist to straighten your teeth or 
you know, get that mole checked, whatever. I'm big on finding a specialist. And this is the app that I use, ZocDoc.com slash foreplay. Download that app for free and then start your search for a top rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours, which, you know, when you're hurting, that's important. That's ZocDoc.com slash foreplay. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash foreplay. ZocDoc.com. All right. Switching roles. I get to be the sexual withdrawer. And And I'm the sexual pursuer. Back in your element, Lori. (laughs) Back in the sweet spot. So true. So let's see if we, do we both understand the function of our moves, our protection? And do we understand our partners? And if we understand our partners, the test is, can you tell your partner, give your partner permission for what they do? Again, if we can both do that, we've, we really get this cycle. So okay. for me, it's the sexual withdrawal. You know, the withdrawal is my way of feeling safe. I don't want to feel pressure. I don't want to just know I'm disappointing you. And if I just kind of pull away from that, it's I could think about things. I could try to figure things out. I, I get away from the noise. I get away from the messages that I suck. I'm doing it wrong. You know, and it, it, it feels like a reset for me. I'm like, oh, all right, here we go again. When did we have sex last? Was it really two weeks ago? That doesn't feel accurate to me. And it's like, I just go into my own world and it's just my way of just trying to figure things out. Mm-hmm. There's all this static yeah. when you're going away in your head and withdrawing. Yeah, I get away from those, the noise coming at me and I could just try to like, feel like I have a chance of figuring things out. So not only do I feel safer, but it's like I feel more hopeful and and like I have a chance when I go away. If I stay there, it's I have no chance. If you stay there, you have no chance because you're going to feel something bad, worse. Yeah, it's going to escalate. It's going to be uh-huh. turned into more criticism. Now it's only about the last week. It's going to be about last year and five years before that. And the whole kitchen sink gets thrown into that conversation so quick i can get out of it the better it is mm-hmm. you know so i gotta see let's see so i gotta understand that that when you're going away i often feel like you're not attracted to me mm-hmm. and don't don't want to have sex like don't ever want to have sex but as you talk about it it isn't even about sex mm-hmm. It's about something else. You're you're afraid of the escalation, the criticism. You're not enough, not going to be good enough, not doing it enough, mm-hmm. not doing it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really hard to have sex when I'm feeling all those things. I imagine. Yeah, so I'm trying to get away from those feelings. I'm not trying to get away from you. I just, it's just a bad dynamics that gets triggered. Mm-hmm. So is that making sense to you that it's not that I don't care or I don't want sex? It's just I go away because it feels like the only thing I could do to deal with, find some safety. Yeah, it does make sense and kind of gives me a little bit of relief because it, it feels so personal to me. It does feel about sex, but for you, it's about this escalation that you're trying to escape that, mm-hmm. not just get away from 
exactly. having sex. Exactly. Yeah, that that feels it makes sense to me that you would do that, of course. You know, because I know that, you know, you feel so bad when we're in a fight and hear my criticism and you're absolutely right. It can escalate to not just today, but last week and last month and 10 years ago. Yeah. yeah. I I know I've done that. So I can see you're just like, I got to escape this fight, this broken record fight. Yeah, I can see how. I appreciate you understanding because there's really nothing to do with not caring or not wanting to have sex because I know it's so important for us too. Mm-hmm. It's just I can't in those moments when it, it feels like I'm being suffocated with it. And that's the mm-hmm. only thing I know. And I know I need to figure out how to do it differently. But it, in that moment, it feels like a lifeline to just kind of get away from all of that. And mm-hmm. you understanding that makes me feel like, all right, so I'm not intentionally trying to roll over on you and make you feel bad. I just don't really know what else to do in those moments. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you saying you feel suffocated because that's the last thing I would want you to feel as we enter a sexual encounter. I mean, you can't really be free and joyful if you're feeling suffocated with criticism and the not good enough feelings. Well, and I know it's my penis might not perform when I'm feeling those things. And then it really feels like, and it takes a bad situation and it times it by 10. Yeah, it's like he's being strangled. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't perform well when he's being strangled. No. Yeah, I get that. That makes sense too. And maybe adds to your desire to go away because you're already feeling something emotionally. Your penis isn't going to work and I'm going to be mad about that. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you for the wow. I guess there is more going on here than I often think about because getting away from it allows me not to have to worry about that either. Mm-hmm. Things not working and it's always tomorrow. There's always another day. That's what my brain goes. At. You know, when there's not pressure, we could have these, you know, it'll be fun. It'll work. It'll be good. Mm. So my brain goes towards the future to but to get away from what it's feeling right in the moment, mm-hmm. you know, and trying to switch gears to understand your anger that because it feels like piling on, I could see you as just being mean and like vindictive, like you want to punish me, you kind of want to hurt me. And I'm starting to really get that that's not what you're trying to do at all. You're kind of desperate because you want to connect and it seems like I don't want that. I'm going away. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to read the book. I don't want to, you know, all these ideas that you have that are trying to get us to have more engagement with each other. So it's so beautiful what you want. And when I'm not willing to engage and talk about it, it really leaves you in a tough spot. So for you to say nothing when I say nothing, it feels safer. <laughs> but I imagine when if you would say nothing, it would be like just giving up. It would just be defeated. It would be like just resigning yourself that this is going to be the relationship. So your 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 fight for us to say no. Like if you would read this book, you might get something out of it. If you got something out of it, like we could do something differently. Like that pushing energy that you hit me with all the time is like 
it's so positive for you. It's like it keeps you going. It's 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 your hope that you're going to have the relationship that your heart really wants. And it's so hard for me to see that. But like afterwards, I'm starting to get that now. Like this part of you that, that gets desperate and, and wants change. And this is the only way it feels like it's change might happen. And how that must feel, you know, good that you have you have a chance. Right. I think you almost captured something that I was feeling when you said I, I could do nothing or I could be angry and try to get you to see how this is so important. When I don't do anything, that alternative, I mean, that feels really helpless, like almost like I've given up on us. Yeah, it's so weird because when I say nothing, it's like I got away from that message. But for you, it's like we're we're really in trouble. Hopeless, yeah. Yeah, it's a hopeless mm-hmm. feeling. Wow. Yeah, when I'm coming at you, it definitely is about wanting to be close to you, really. You know, I feel like I'm sending such a positive message. You're desirable, want you, and it just goes sideways. And I just appreciate you seeing that part and also telling me that it's rather than feeling desirable, you, you're a little anxious about it not working. And that's new news. Yeah, my brain is like, holy cow, It's we have the same move and we interpret it so differently. Like for me, space and rolling over is safe and for you it's hopeless. And for you mm-hmm. saying something feels hopeful and for me saying something feels like it's going to blow things up. So mm-hmm. it's, 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 it feels really good to kind of get the good reasons we're missing each other here. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So I'm sorry you have... You've been blamed for this anger when it's been your hope, and I do see that now. Well, how's that for you to hear? Feels better, for sure, because I think you see me as potentially a nag, always angry, and yeah, you're right. This is a part that I'm I'm driving towards you. I'm not actually thinking you're inadequate. I, if I thought that, it would be something else. So I, I think you're getting it. It feels good for me too. So for our listeners, do not settle for just understanding your moves in the cycle. You've got to understand your partner's moves too. What is the function of how they survive and protect themselves? Yeah. And the test is, can you tell your partner what you do that I hate, going away, getting critical, I get it. When you can do that, you have the cycle. You have some control over this cycle. You've really created a lot more safety to then see if we could do it differently, right? Create the positive cycle. The positive cycle would be instead of me going away to deal with that fear, I come to you with it. For you, it would be instead of kind of pushing with anger, you're going to push with your vulnerability. You're going to lead with the part that feels not wanted instead of putting it on me. We're both coming from a place of view of self instead of focusing on the other person. First, I want to say, didn't I do a really good job as a pursuer? Like, even while you were getting me, I kind of wanted it to go a little bit further, a little bit further, a little yeah. bit further. That's, <laughs> That's such a pursuer yeah. move. Well, yeah. and especially with the sexual cycle, because you, you've invested so much into this work and thinking about it and trying to get it to move and trying to change things. Like, 
you've had so many reps at that and it's you you know we got to be ready for that to kind of energy to keep popping in yeah exactly so i think this is exciting to to talk like this to really offer our partner the logic and that we can understand the logic and why their protective move the thing mm-hmm. we don't like makes sense for their personality for their part in the cycle for who they are individually i think in my own marriage seeing you know knowing my partner's vulnerabilities from his childhood and other relationships and things like that it becomes more understandable mm-hmm in terms of why his protection makes sense. And I think when I say that, that helps a lot. Yeah, it helps to feel understood. And there's a closeness that happens when both partners Mm -hmm. can do that. So that's your homework assignment, people listening. Talk to your partner, give them permission for how they've learned to survive. That's usually a great point of connection Mm -hmm. that we can take and build upon. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Therapists who are listening, remember us January 20th and 21st. We're doing therapist training. How cool would it be to know how to de-escalate the negative sexual cycle? Yes. Come and listen. Thanks for listening. Keep it hot, y'all. We'd just love to invite you to our Great Sex, Great Love Couples Retreat on Friday, October 28th. 10 to 5 p.m. Eastern Time, George and I are really going to help you apply what you learn in the podcast to your relationship. So if your marriage or partnership is functional, but it's not that exciting, or you want to deepen that connection and really improve your intimacy or, you know, make sex something that isn't just a check off your list and try to bring the sizzle back, please join us. We are going to spend a whole day enhancing your relationship and intimacy dealing with the cycle, making it safe for you to talk about desire, talk about the actual sex acts that you're doing. Also express what's going on in your mind, body, and heart, and your spirit to find deeper sexual connection with each other. That's October 28th. You can find it on foreplaysextherapy.com under our resources to sign up now. Okay, so tell us about your cutting-edge training that you're doing on success and vulnerability? Lori, we just keep pushing it, coming up with a new module on the playbook of a pursuer, playbook of a witcher, really practical, moment-by-moment moves of what a therapist can use. And we're so focused on what's happening in session. Enough there's talk about theories and these global things. We, I think most therapists are looking for, what do I do in this moment? Give me a tool, George. So that's what we're trying to do. That's awesome. I am so glad you guys are doing this work. I think it helps us be organized to see you do it. You do demos, you do explanations, teaching. It really is interactive. And I think that so many trainings that we sit through don't give us an opportunity for that. So what you're doing is really important. No, we try to emphasize the teach it, show it, do it model of learning. You need to have some ideas, so we try to teach those. And then we try to show what it looks like implementing those ideas. But most importantly, you now got to practice it. That's how they become yours. And that's what we want our, our listeners and watchers to do is become their own moves. Find George and his teaching at successandvulnerability.com. Call in your questions to the 4Play question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-MY, the number 4, play. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes.
All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. This podcast is copyrighted by Foreplay Media. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.